Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Tell us about your career because I, I got in there and got mine it's out the way. It's a windy one. No, um, oh golly, so, uh, similar to you, I guess. Um, I kind of, not headhunted, I don't like the word of, but I guess one of my um, tutors at uni that I, um, like I said, I did She a got headhunted. She's just trying to be um, <laughs> a little <Modest>. bit modest. <laughs> don't um, BS them. And so, yeah, when I, I, yeah, finished uni and then a couple of months later I got a phone call from – or actually I think it was like an Instagram DM or something. And the DMs <laughs> is where it's at. I know. <laughs> and she was like, hey, Kayla, like what are you doing at the moment? And I sort of said, oh, you know, just at the time I was working in retail and um, she was like, oh, we've got a three-month contract. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> God, <laughs> our lives. Yeah, she's like, we've got a three-month contract. We need – we've got a spot on our comms team. Someone's going on, on mat leave and we want to – to see if maybe you're interested in having a trial and so um this was at the university where I went to uni so Mm. at Murdoch and um I was like shit yeah like let's go uh so I went in for an interview very excited and and got off at the position and three months turned into six months turned into nine months turned into two years um and I bounced around the communications team at Murdoch for a little while and then I moved into business development and um I guess recruitment at at Murdoch it was called domestic engagement <clears throat> and so I worked basically so that that navy guy that recruiter who came to my school um I was essentially one of those um, yeah so I I loved comms uh but a lot of what I was doing was copywriting and sitting in front of a computer all day which I hated <laughs> still hate to this day and um, that's our goal guys we've made it when we only spend one day a week <laughs> in the office yeah and um yeah, so yeah, moved into business development and recruitment and I loved I loved it. Like in that role, you were talking to school kids, you were talking to teachers, you were getting to know the academics, understanding what makes them tick, why they love their courses, how do we how do we put them, serve them up on a platter for mm. the for the students to want to go and work with, just mm. just like I did all those years before. And so I loved doing that. It was great. Um but yeah, it was tough. Um, university, the university sector is tough. Short-term contracts are quite common, and um, th- yeah, I, I struggled. Like there were days where I would rock up to work and I wouldn't even have a contract. Like I would just be assuming that they would be extending my contract, and so oh my gosh, it was quite it was quite challenging. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I loved my job and I loved Murdoch, and you know that's the, no smart on them. It's just sometimes what happens in in many businesses, and especially large ones like that. Yeah. Um, and especially where like sort of short-term contracts are the norm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember at the time I didn't even find the job ad for Careers in Grain. My husband did because um, so my husband is a communications uh, – well, at the time he was a technician but now he um, is a supervisor and all sorts of things. So, But because he has communications in his job title, oh, um, it comes it up, comes up for LinkedIn. anything that's related yeah. to like communications and so he would get the seek alerts. 
and he saw this job ad and I'm sure he regrets it to this day because he just he lost me into the agriculture after the that. <laughs> yeah. and um yeah so it was cruising grain and cruising grain for anyone who doesn't hasn't followed me for very long or know my journey um is a, was a capacity building project run out of the grain industry association of WA and basically the remit of cruising grain was to attract upskill and employ more young people in the WA grains industry and I remember reading the job ad and just thinking, you know, they wanted someone with communications experience, comms background, someone who understood the education system, someone who um, knew about agriculture bonus points. Like, you know, if you had a bit of a background in ag and I yeah, read it and was like, that's me. Like they want me like I, wildly Un, like under experience for the role I'd been out of uni two years when I applied for this job. she doesn't give herself <coughs> enough credit <laughs> it was that um what is it the like what is the saying when it's like I don't know whatever when you don't think you're good enough basically like that lack of confidence thing I don't know what you're about. <laughs> <laughs> that happens and anyway so I went into the interview had a blast of an interview and got off with the job which was amazing and so yeah I worked at Cruising Grain for um, three years and it was my I remember waltzing back into agriculture going to my first Ag Connect event and just being like I'm home like this is amazing (laughs) these are my people I've got my boots I'm ready to go (laughs) yeah and oh don't like the first event I went to I would like look like a complete knob like this is me I'd lived out of home for a few years all of that time in the city like I had no farm clothes it's what was your first event? It was um, a, a study tour f- um, out of Mora nice. with Ag Connect. Yeah. Because we have realised that we've crossed paths a couple of times so but times. never connected yeah. until the right time. Yeah. Yeah, because you were involved with Ag Connect as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah, so I did, ran that for three years. Um, yeah. And at the time it was the only and, well, the version of it now still is, uh, well, the only project that had a – a funded FTE that was going into schools mm-hmm. and at these careers events talking about pathways into agriculture. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the longer I did it, the more I realised like just how much work we had to do as an industry to get in front of kids. And yeah. like, because you're doing a good job, but we're still <laughs> far out. We've got a long way to go. And we just, we love to talk about educating and I'm so I get a bit over the term educating because educating implies like there's definitely a knowledge gap. Don't get me wrong, but there's some early perception changing that has to happen. It's not about educating; it's about communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, to be very like naff, and mm. you know, it's semantics at the end of the day. But it's it's not about putting posters and all those sorts of things. It's about getting in their faces. How are you exposing them, and how are we changing? the view of what they're seeing in the news or on TV or whatever it might be. Like mm. there's this there's this report that I refer to a lot in my work and one of the um, quotes out of it is um, like, why would I want to work for an industry that the media says we're supposed to take pity on? Mm. And I just think, well, of course no one would. Like why would these kids want to work yep. in agriculture when the news media says – it's tough. There's drought. Yep. You know, they're in there's the, never a positive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I've become very, very passionate about and take my role in those perceptions very, very seriously because for a lot of the time I may be the one positive experience or exchange that they have. And mm. so, or the only ever exposure that they have mm. to agriculture. So 
yeah, for three years I'm in schools talking about careers in ag and why it's amazing and how many opportunities there are and all the broad plethora of things you can do. And in that time we were attending an event together yeah. and met and literally had a, a 10 minute conversation. I, yeah. Seven? By, <laughs> by the food. I remember it distinctly the at Trade Winds, by the food. <laughs> and we just had a conversation. And then 10 minutes later, Kayla is at her laptop emailing me. And yeah. a month Ding. later, we had started this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We had not even known each other. Nah. Amazing. So yeah. So, yeah. And then I... um. Yeah, so not when was this January this year? Um, the project careers, well, that was careers in grain. The remaining funds from that project, which were so wonderfully donated by the grain industry broadly in WA, um, the remaining funds and and my role moved to the Department of Primary Industries, and now that project has expanded to cover all primary industries. So I don't just do grains anymore. I do. All primary industries, which is a massive learning experience for a girl who grew up on a mixed uh, farm in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. So, and like this is learn- not this is not just beef and sheep. This is aquaculture and horticulture and viticulture and all the other cultures that you can. Think but you of. love it though. Oh, I do. I do because it's 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 so important. Number one, but number two, like personally, it's such a challenge to learn all of this stuff mm-hmm. um, and to be across so much of it. So I'm uh, very privileged to get to do what I do. So can you tell the listeners what a uh, average day in the life <laughs> looks like, or maybe a week in the life might be a better scope? Yeah, golly. I feel a bit like I've just today, this week, like when is it not crazy? Yeah, but it's not. So I guess for the most part, maybe a week because in my weeks differ so much. So I guess um, half my job is office space. So in front of a computer, I'm booking school events. I am talking to industry representatives, looking to get some information for myself. But what can we put into our materials that will be most up to date for the mm-hmm. industry? Um, part of my role is also to be in the workforce team. So we're talking about harvest labour shortages. I'm having meetings about what can we do long-term about getting skilled header drivers into Western Australia. Um, and, yeah, and then so today I'm planning an event for out at Meriden next week. So I would be, you know, booking sausage sizzles and buses and all sorts of fun things. Sounds fun. <laughs> uh, and then I'm, you know, in the afternoons it could be like designing a, a banner for a pull-up or a brochure um, that I'd be taking to schools. Um, and then, or alternatively, I'm at a field day, um, again, meeting, networking with growers, getting to know what their needs are and how we can help meet those. And um, a lot of work I do is in the traineeship space as well. So I'm starting to educate them about how they can have trainees on farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very much half my job is having the finger on the pulse in industry and understanding mm-hmm. what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other half is communicating that with young people yeah and designing the tactics around how we do that so yeah um yeah it's very diverse and that's why I think like as stressful as it is I love it because half of it is not in front of a computer because like I said I bloody hate it so when I any chance I get to be in the regions or chatting to growers or you know networking with them and finding out what's going on um Mm. I really really value so yeah that is yeah and that can mean school visits like the school events are so like some of them are late nights like 5 to 7 p.m sometimes mm-hmm. later than that mm-hmm. there's a big one coming up in august that's three days i'll be there so yeah yeah very very diverse and super dynamic and i think it keeps me 
on my toes all the time. <laughs> to say the least. Now it's your turn, Vinny. I know. Tell I- us about your career. So I guess I always knew that I wanted to go into this space and we ha- we have spoken about that and how it sort of started. But once I started working for myself, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And we did just speak about that. So basically what I do is I do essentially social media and PR for agricultural companies and I help facilitate strategies around their digital and their social media and their PR to be able to communicate with you guys who are the listeners. So I help them with the content creation. I develop the content. So that means writing all the copy. So that means the captions that you're reading. Often I am creating a lot of the actual pieces that you see. So whether that's a Canva caption, an image, I will direct that through a photographer or a videographer. I will be content creating that and developing that. And I will also be running Facebook ads for some clients. I'm also doing media. Um, so traditional media we do as well. So that means writing media releases to send to journos and then they go and write a story on that. And so that all has a strategy behind it as well. So you're liaising with media on the daily, you're creating media uh, lists with journalists' names and you're making sure that you are having building rapport with those journalists every day. Um, I'm constantly on social media. I'm reading, writing, consuming content so that I can keep up with what is working and what isn't working. The reason that I have been able to be successful in this so far is because I am from ag background and all the people I talk to and listen to, they are all agricultural businesses and people in the industry. So I have that built such a connection and also they're my family. I understand the psychology of how farmers and people in ag and rural women um, and rural men actually consume content and it's very different and the psychological reasoning behind the way that we consume versus how normal in quotations people consume is because we are not used to such an idealistic way of life. You know, uh, people from rural areas want genuine, authentic content. They don't want the bullshit They don't want to be sold to. They want the truth. And to really get that through a lot of traditional marketers and digital agencies that aren't from those backgrounds is really hard. So I've been able to sort of find my niche really perfectly in the space and utilize my skills of digital, of social, and having previously worked in big companies, I understand how it works. And yeah, that's where I've been able to really niche. And I work with a variety of companies around the country. So Most of them are obviously um, over east and some of them are in WA as well, growing in WA continually and growing over east, but they're across different stuff. So I work with farm consultants. I work with um, the Triple R Network agent and I work with, um, off the top of my head, finance companies in ag. I work with machinery companies in ag. I work with chemical companies previously in ag. I work with sustainable biological companies in ag. There's so many companies across so many different industries that I work with. Um, And yeah, I'm only growing. I've just employed my first employee and yeah, we've got exciting, huge more amount of work as we're doing more, you know, we're doing branded 
podcasts now with clients. We're doing um, blog posts now with clients. We're writing articles on behalf of our clients. It's all of that stuff that's really important, especially now because we don't particularly over East. There is no events. There is still only that digital comms way. And it's really important that everyone has a big digital footprint because you can't actually physically see a lot of your clients now. So what I do and what I specialize in is super niche and only a very handful of people can do it. And yeah, I've just come into the space at the right time and I really believe in what I'm doing and I truly value each and every single person that I work with and I love what I do. Obviously, don't get me wrong, social media can be very draining. I definitely have my days. I spend way too much time on it and please no one ever look at my screen time or tell me why I have two computers, two phones because it's an essential thing now. Um but it also allows us to have this podcast, which is another amazing platform. And I, um, in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going um, to visit one of my clients who's um, in the Northern Territory because of a new account that I've got. I won't speak about that too much soon, but I'll, if you follow Living Your West Social, you'll know. Um, yeah, so it's it's insane. It's crazy. It's so good. But it's this is just the beginning for this. And as our podcast grows, my other business, yeah, Living Your West Social grows. And yeah, we're only excited to see what happens for the podcast and for my business. So yeah, that's that's a good summary, I think. That is a good summary. Um, I want to ask you a bit more about the decision to start your business. And I know we, we chatted briefly about it um, in part one, yeah. which, um, you know, we recorded part one a little while ago, but, um, I, I guess what, when you started it, you're so young, what goes through your mind around the logistics? And I know you <laughs> kind of said you accidentally started your business, but you know, someone maybe younger listening to this and looking at you going, well, if Finney could do it, I can do it too. Like wh- what's, what's the steps? Looking back now, and having had it highlighted to me very recently by a few different people, I have a particular set of skills and have had a very unique upbringing that has given me a lot of um, insight into becoming an adult at a very young age. So for me, I think even though I was 22 and naive and I'm 25 and naive now, I think it was just giving it a crack and like Google was my best friend. Podcasting wasn't even a big thing a couple of years ago. It wasn't really in the beginning where I was getting a lot of info. I listened and watched a lot of YouTube. Um, Obviously, I'd learnt a lot, but I just did. And oh gosh, I don't want to even look at my original branding anymore. I don't want to look at my original... um, I actually still keep a lot of that on the bottom of my Instagram feed if you scroll down because I always want to like look back and see how far it's the journey yeah yeah so today I got a really lovely message from a massive digital marketer in Perth like he's super renowned um, SEO specialist and he said a lot of the small agencies in Australia like they um, you know talk the talk but they don't walk the walk and he said you do um, that really well. You actually deliver on what you say you're going to do. And to get that sort of feedback from somebody so high up as what he is in his job was such a great validation because you don't really know, apart from your clients saying, you know, what you're doing is brilliant or some of my friends in digital seeing some of the, the results we get and going, how are you getting those results? And I'm like, well, I understand the target audience so well that I'm able to deliver. 
Um, but I really care about it. But I think it's just about giving it a crack. But also, I think the intelligence we've seen develop in the last three years, I think it's really going to be tougher to start your own business than ever before. And I think you have to be so much more smarter about it. I work with a couple of my clients. I actually work on their business development now because I think that that's a part of a lot of companies that people don't really look into enough now. I think you have to go, like if I was going to redo it today, I had no money when I started like no money and people always think that um my dad actually I I lived rent free I will say that but I had nothing I was in debt on a credit card and I yet (laughs) <laughs> badly um thankfully very much out of that now but uh I would have restarted by actually putting my money behind me and really getting someone to do my website and getting a proper branding done in the beginning and really going out professionally uh, I think that there's no room for being um amateur anymore I think we're too smart with Canva and I mean even how we launched Generation Ag was way more smoothly than I ever launched Lavinia Wear Social because I was just so um, I didn't know and I'd never seen how big spaces have had done it and now I realize that everyone's just figuring it out as they go but yeah I think you really want to go and set your bar high from the beginning that would be the best thing I'd say but I think running a business now is tough I think you just have to stay so motivated and stay focused and have a goal and just go jump off the cliff and take the leap because you'll never regret it in the end because you're going to have a really hard time in the beginning but if it's meant to be it'll work out and you'll learn lessons along the way yeah love that I hope that gives anyone some inspiration <laughs> insight but I think I think what you've touched on there and which is something that I love is that you know yes like you're saying um you know have a level of professionalism and things but there are so many free ways or cost effective ways to start your business Absolutely. um whatever that might look like and I yeah. know it was same for us starting generation ag like you know we had well at the time what two microphones three microphones at 95 dollars a pop or whatever it was and then that i already owned <laughs> yeah yeah so we, we were kind of lucky we were using what we had available to us at the time mm. and um I, I don't know i just think um whilst it may be harder now i think it's also a lot more accessible as well but i think that's what makes it harder because there are people i know that are podcasting now and they're not using microphones I won't even listen to a podcast if the audio isn't clear because I don't think there's any excuse anymore. Yeah. I think $95 is not really a massive investment if you see this as something you're really passionate and wanting to give it a go. Yeah. And that's my thinking. And that's like how I thought the whole time. I said, you know what, if I spend money on this, like this is the level that people are going to see me or this is an investment in my business or my development of my professional and self of growth. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, you have you can think about budget, but I think there's things like that where your competitor or the people that you're going against they are you know buying the equipment so you need to keep up with that as listeners and that sort of thing people are not um they're not as uh, receptive or they're not as forgiving anymore we're in 2021 people eight second span is all they've got attention span we're serious now and if you're not using the highest quality stuff forget about it that's really savage to say, but I think it's the, I mean, I'm li- living, breathing. I read all of the marketing knowledge. That That's the truth. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. No, I think, that, no, and it's good though. Like absolutely um, spend money to make money kind of thing, I yeah. suppose. But I, yeah. <clears throat> I guess um, it always concerned me, like thinking about starting a podcast before we ever press the record button about, because, you know, you read all these blogs and all that kind of stuff about, 
you have to be prepared to spend all this money on a website and all that kind of stuff. Um, but And I didn't worry about any of that. Um, yeah, I guess that w- what I was getting to with that is um, how intimidating it felt to start, like even think about starting a podcast. And I think because you'd already started your business um, you. I didn't even realize you had any of those doubts. Yeah. I was like, we are flying. <laughs> I, I saw us all. I think probably because I'd already jumped yeah. off the cliff. Yeah. I was like, I've already taken the risk. It's fine. Let's take another one. Yeah, it's exactly. the best risk I've ever taken. So. <laughs> I did. I no, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, definitely there was an element of like we absolutely just went for it. But I think at the same, I think my little brain is like considering like all risks at all times, um, and obviously beautifully that's how we balance each other out. Um, but I think, yeah, I guess. Kayla is a lot more cautious <laughs> in in every respect, especially when it does come to finances, which is a good thing. Yeah, oh, she's almost too cautious. Um, like I, I said, we balance each it's other. Good. Out. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I think because I I like make you push you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Although we're still very much in the um like um, safe zone right now because oh, all of our exciting things we wanted to do this year haven't quite gone to plan. But yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah, and like. I think, you know, neither of us take money from this podcast. I think it's really important for our listeners who've been here for a while to know that we don't, we haven't paid ourselves a cent except where we've reimbursed ourselves for like perhaps a major purchase or something like that. But technically that's just a purchase on the podcast. Yeah, we yeah. haven't, we don't take any money out of the podcast at all because we're yeah. so passionate about funding it for the future, for yeah. the community of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, and that's a nice way, way to say too, I guess, to listeners, if you've got ideas about what you want Generation Ag to look like, come and let us know because we're, yeah, like all the work we've done with partnered series and stuff like that, that's all setting us up for what we can deliver again to you guys. So absolutely open to listening to whatever that might look like. Where We are still figuring this journey out ourselves. And absolutely. I think people look at us now and can kind of go, oh, we'll be do- doing it for a while now. It'll be two years next month and how exciting we've recorded 100 episodes. But trust me, we are still figuring this stuff out as we go. Every day is a journey. Every day is a journey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so funny. And, I'm like, I don't know. I just get a little bit soppy here for a minute because I think, get like. Get soppy. <laughs> just do it. The I sentimental know. person in you. Do it. <laughs> I just think, like, you know, you and I, some days we talk every day, all day. And other times, like lately, we, we've spoken like once a fortnight or something like that. Because we're so, it is like, <laughs> Kayla knows and I'm, we know when we're so engrossed, it's mostly just work. Yeah. And I know Kayla's had like family stuff too, but like when I'm working and my friends know this and you know who you are, bless you all because you all listen to this. Like I am out, I'm out, I'm that person that like you will not see from me, hear from me. I am like, and especially lately, I'm yeah, business has just boomed, which is so great. But we get a bit, we get a bit caught up. So it's just so nice to catch up and actually appreciate each other. Yeah. And just so nice to have a partner that you can just trust. Like, occasionally we give each other a nudge and like definitely we both need a nudge at times it's like hey how's this thing going that you're working on yeah um but like at the end of the day we've done 100 episodes on a monday every single monday with exception of a couple of weeks leave over christmas that's our best time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but like that just doesn't 
And guys, Kayla records, and um, she rec- we were both record. Kayla edits every single episode. That was the one thing I said at the beginning because I knew what my schedule was like. I said I would love to do this, but I cannot be editing. So for that, we need to like add the round of applause because honestly. <laughs> what goes into editing an episode is so much. Kayla has to listen back to the episode. She has to edit out when there's issues that happen within it. If somebody says something they don't like, she has to listen out for that. If there's anything weird that happens, she then has to upload the episode. She has to do the show notes. She has to add the intro, make sure I've done my intro if it's my end. She has to do the outro. She has to make sure it's scheduled. She has to make sure that it's got the right content. This, that, the other, the links are right. Everything's there. It's like... Three hours a week of her time on top of the recording if it's her week to record. Like, this is a part-time job that she just does because she's so passionate about it and she loves it. Obviously, we're very much working towards um, getting an editor. And if you do know someone who edits podcasts (laughs) or you're interested in editing, (laughs) hello at (laughs) generationag.com.au. Email us because we will be looking for one very soon. Absolutely. But you're amazing. And the commitment to keeping up throughout every single week <laughs> so impressive Aww. honestly it's it's so so impressive and i appreciate you so much Aww. for killing it each week and i appreciate you. our listeners you guys rock as well you definitely definitely and you know that it is i mean editing's a lot but there's a lot of other stuff too you know and the, all the social media stuff as well like Vinny's always on there looking out for things chatting to people not lining as much up but interviews. i have an intern now guys and <laughs> she is gonna be getting us up on social because we need to spend more time we will in 2022 i it is my goal to really give us a proper comms plan yeah and we will just get us up and running even more um because especially we don't we're in unprecedented times still <laughs> didn't think we would be but we are yeah so we need to be better than ever on social with our content so we'll get there absolutely yeah you can tell when we're busy because <laughs> when it when it's just like the audiogram which is you know absolutely it great happens, content itself yeah. You know, just know Vinny and Kayla are in a hole working really hard yeah. in, on their other respective work. So, yeah. But, um, you know, credit, I mean, we blow some smoke up our own selves just to say, you know, 100 episodes every week. That is insane. I know. And we don't take enough time to ever pat ourselves on the back. We're not, we are both people who don't take praise well. <laughs> no. <laughs> we get very awkward. We're but sitting like, here like giggling at each other. But like, this also, is so still weird. doesn't feel real, still feels no. very surreal. All the congratulations, all the people who follow us and everything that you support us, it's very hard for us both to like appreciate that. So, mm. yeah, like, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We're still being awkward about it. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. It's nice to reflect. And I guess that leads into the next question, which would be to ask you, Caleb, what some of the biggest life lessons or what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned since we started the podcast? Because I think that uh, people do want to hear a little bit of insight in our young, young but very um, lived lives. Yeah. Do you know, I'm going to sit here and give advice to my younger self that I still to this day don't listen to (laughs) we're Um, all about that i'm great but not (laughs) not a good take yeah totally (laughs) yeah no but first first bit of advice to my younger self is definitely around just like 
ignore the pressure, all the pressure that you experience, especially as you leave school. And when I was in school and, you know, when you do, especially myself, like doing well at school, you always just felt this extreme amount of pressure to continue doing well. There was no pumping the brakes or taking the foot off the gas for any measure of time, because if there was not, you know, if there was a C on the report card, it's like, oh, what went, went wrong? When, like, I wish, you know, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed my school journey, but I felt such anxiety leaving school because, like I talked about in part one, like, I just didn't feel like I knew what I wanted to do and that pressure overwhelmed me. Um, And so, first bit of advice to my younger self is just around, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. Yep. I love that. (laughs) You will get to exactly where you were meant to get. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. No matter what. But also I think with that, listen to what you you really want to do and don't let other people influence you. Yeah. And and that it's going to be okay. Like, you know. The, totally. The, what is the saying? It's always darkest just before the dawn. Like when you feel like you're in the pits. Like yeah, it's totally. because life's about to turn around. Like Yeah. And Can wh- relate. Yeah. Um, but second to that now is just don't be passive in your life. Don't be a passenger in your career. I mean, that's like not everyone's ambitious, upwardly mobile, whatever however you want to describe it, like maybe you and I are. But <laughs> whether it's in your career, in your relationship, in your um, social life, whatever it might be, don't be passive. You are the only one who gets to choose what happens for you. Yeah. And, you know, yes, this podcast is hard work, but we choose it every day, like every week, every episode we put, we're choosing to do this because it means so much to us. And so it's not just, I don't know, it's not just like, oh yeah, we'll do it because it's cool kind of thing. No, we're being active. This is a, a really conscious choice for us at this. We believe so strongly in this and just like for us in our respective careers, it's, it's a choice that we make every day because we love it so much. And so, don't be passive if you feel like you haven't got control it's because you're not in the right place yeah I think that that's such a such a good one that's something that I need to (laughs) I mean I'm very ambitious but I think I still have a lot of life that I need to make the most of what would I advice would I give to my younger (laughs) self 15 year old me it literally doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah. don't spend time uh, thinking too much about it. I am. Um, I wasn't like you in high school where I was worried about. I was so excited. I was ready to leave high school. <laughs> I was over it. I didn't want to be there anymore. I was an adult from twelve years old. I was done. Day dot. Get me out of there. Needed my. Was like ready for uni and to be eighteen. But I think, yeah, don't – it doesn't matter. Like, you really, in the time, you you spend so much time thinking that one thing you say to somebody or, you know, one action you do is going to have a huge impact on someone. And often it doesn't. Obviously, treat everyone with humility. 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 (laughs) Look at me go, (laughs) mum. She'll be be happy with that one. So proud. Um and and compassion but also like be true to yourself as well Mm. like be genuine i don't appreciate people who are trying to be something they're not just be you and Mm. you'll attract the right people in your life and also if you are listening and you're in high school and you're you haven't found your tribe of people and you haven't got a big group of friends just wait because your time is coming it's coming it's coming and i think they're probably the biggest things and just go go for what you want like just 
be be fearless a little bit. Like take yeah. that anxiety you might feel like Kayla did and look at how fearless you were. You went and bloody joined the Navy. Like <laughs> just go and do it. And I think, yeah, just just do it all. And stop staying in that mundane job you hate, for fuck's sake. Like I'm going to sweat. No, I'm, I'm really yeah. serious about this one. Mm. I have so many people I know and who have said, you know, I'm just doing it for the money. Life's too short. Life can be over tomorrow in a blink of an eye. Like, tell that person how you feel. Go and do your dream job. Like, go back to university if you want to go back to university. Start that business. Go and do that course. Ask that guy out on a date. Like, do that. Do it all because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and COVID has shown us that life is so unpredictable. Like, go and jump on that plane when you can, you know? Just go and do it. Yeah. There's something that I love in that about, um, just the idea of your soul being on fire. Like yeah. If that's not the feeling you get doing what you're doing, then for me, nope, <laughs> it's not it. Yeah, that was something that you said early on. You're like, I, I get up and I like love every day. You're like, I yeah. love what I'm doing. And Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I, there are days I roll out of bed and I'm like, God, I cannot be bothered today. Well, we all have a bitch yeah. about it. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I don't, I'm not a freak, but genuinely there's not a day that I didn't, don't want to go to work and when I first met you you said that and I used to get like oh I don't understand like <laughs> because I, at that time I wasn't in a good place and yeah. I wasn't working with people who lo- lit, like lit me up and were excited to mm. work with. but I can genuinely say right now sitting here we are in September 2021 like I'm so excited about all the people that I work with. I am so excited yeah. about this podcast. But, like, that's amazing how much, like, your influence because that was so you being like – people say a job is just a job, but you go to your job so much for your life. Why mm. do you want to do a job that you don't enjoy? Yeah. So – and and that is so much of a prediction to how your whole life is going to go. So if you're doing something that really isn't exciting you – and it's just the money like if you want money and wealth and rich views in your life you're going to get it if your mindset is there like no matter what you'll yeah. get to that point yeah. but if you're not happy in what you're doing you're ultimately stopping yourself from being successful as a person mm. and how you can contribute to society yeah yeah and it's not about being happy 100 percent of the time i think for me it's about it's uh to use an accounting term i suppose like net positive yeah you know because there's always going to be things going on in life that you may be down about something you're feeling sad or anxious whatever it might be you don't have a good week at work we all have those things Mm. like but you have to you have to be net positive like if you are living in a life that is net negative you got you got to sit down and think about yeah, what are you doing and what have I got to change? And it may not be anything huge, but I think, you know, for us both, so driven by what we do at work, I think it would <laughs> it would be a hard slog rocking up to a career every day that just doesn't light you up. I mean, imagine me going to work for somebody now. <laughs> Never going to happen. I feel sorry for any um, hypothetical future boss that you might ever have. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's, gonna- it's just never <laughs> – I will never work for anybody again. Like, and I, I, yeah. that's just, I know that. That's just my future. But and that's I, okay. I think most people who know me from my childhood would know that I was never going to work for anyone for very long anyway. And yeah. I always knew I was going to have my own business, always. Yeah. But I think um, it just happened a little bit earlier than expected. But now, yeah. like, see us at 30, 35. I can't wait. Like, we, we're about to 
get on the most exciting journey of our life and I'm just we're literally at the gates waiting to run out (laughs) I know well and what a great segue future chats future chats future chats we're doing a little interlude here I know (laughs) dreamy music yeah dreamy music future (laughs) future for you future um oh god let's start with personal life first I think yeah. we've just spent so much time <laughs> Benny's like don't talk to me about my future personal life um, um no but we will you let's can go st- there oh uh, <laughs> let's go there um <laughs> <laughs> no I've not much to say on this front um <laughs> uh what I, are you manifesting what's on the vision do you know what I think Something that I really realised, I mean, I knew it last year, that I just, I love being on my own. (laughs) Not that I want to be on my own forever, but I, I just, there is something magical about, and I live on my own. I spend probably a bit too much time healthily, happily alone, but there's something beautiful about being alone on a Sunday morning and waking up to peace, tranquility and quiet. (laughs) And just enjoying my day for my for me. Yeah. Because then I go to family that have kids and stuff like that and I just see how hectic their life is. Yeah. And I know one day I'd love to have kids and a family if that is what my future entails. That's amazing. If not, you know, something better will come. Yeah. Like I'm not tied up on that whole life. It just it'll be what it'll be. Um, but like I'm right now just living life. Just to, I'm still doing the quote. Kylie said it best. I'm just, this is the year of realizing stuff and living life. Um, And then I've just got so many beautiful friends. You know what? I've just got so many people on my level in my life. And that was something I really wanted in 2021, just to have people on my vibe. And I do have that. And, you know, there are people in my realm that just, they just get me on this like next level. Like we have so many good friends now that are just our vibe of people. And I've so many ride or die people who are like, you know, they're people in ag that I'll ask their opinion on clients or this or that. And they're just, they're willing to move mountains to work and help us out. Yeah. And they're like, that is all I could ever ask for mm. in like a personal life situation. And, uh, you know, I think a few people knew that I was really wanting to move over east, um, but COVID has gotten in the way. <laughs> and obviously we don't. Happily under- for me. <laughs> You're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? You know what? With work and stuff, I I probably could be in the near future. Yeah. But I don't want to be um living over east um and not having an opportunity to come back. Like I'll be back uh, when I do. I'll have to be back in WA once a month. So yeah. when and if the borders open, I pro- maybe we'll make my way over east, which I know will excite a few people. <laughs> um, but I don't think for, I don't know forever. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You know, one day. I'll definitely end up on a farm, but um, that's that's my goal, you know. But it definitely won't be um, my family farm. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. What about you personally? What where is the future? Yeah, personally, I mean, oh gosh, I think on the friendships front, like I've got, I'm so grateful for the adult friendships that I have now. Yeah, you know, the ones that I've made, sort of the last decade, have just been so beautiful. Like in you and my other good girlfriends and I just think you know it's one of my big intentions to really bed down those friendships and just make sure they're there and that I'm putting time and effort into those as well it's about nurturing those relationships for me 
Um, obviously married four years this year. I got that right? Yeah, four years this year. I had to check. Four years this year. And so, so we won't like, be going to my wedding for four more years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like obviously Brad and I just, we're still a young couple figuring life out. There's so many lessons to learn and, and we've been through our own challenges over the years and we'll continue to do so. So it's just about every day waking up and continue continuing again to be intentional with our relationship and and choose each other and you know we're sort of at the moment trying to think about what the next sort of couple of years are going to look like for us whether it's kids whether it's houses it's travel whatever it might look like um I think we're in this you get you get married a few years and then suddenly you start to feel all this pressure about what's next because the last big life event one of the last big life events you have is getting married and then so all the eyebrows start getting raised about what's next and to be honest neither of us have any clue we're You've both got so- time it's yeah. just i do not appreciate society's pressure on us to have fulfilled things at a certain point and this yeah. happens to every time i'm in a country town have you got a boyfriend <laughs> are you dating anyone like why do we need to and yeah. i'm only 25 like i have so much time on my hands yeah why is there always this pressure especially on women to get to the next step yeah this is a side note me ranting everyone i'm very sorry but um <laughs> i don't if you're a young woman or young man listening and you're in a country town and people put pressure on you to get to a certain life step don't feel the pressure or message us. We'll happily talk to you all day long about yeah. it. Like, just live life. Yeah, you can get both perspectives from us. Because, yeah. like, I've been in my relationship with my husband since I was 18 years old. My whole adult life has been with my husband. And I wouldn't change it for the world, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I've had a completely different growing up experience to what you've had. And- yeah, because I was in a relationship from 18 to 21 and chose, obviously, to go our separate way. So it's And then, obviously, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, I think something like that changes like the whole trajectory of your life and that's just the way it goes and you just choose each other like you say and your life still ended up exactly where you were supposed to be so and that's it and I get that just circles back to what I said before about just being intentional like you can only feel good about something that you really yeah are intentional and put effort and energy into and so yeah that's where I'm at um in my personal life at the moment I think just really yeah continuing we're just vibing just fine. We're just living, just living life. best life. And I think like um you know, you know me. I'm all Martha Stewart when it comes to like the house and, oh, and yeah. you know, I just want I want people around my home. I want a, a place where people can come and be and So does this mean we're gonna get and, the country home? Is the country home set oh, coming love, soon? I would love that. I need <laughs> ASAP. I, I need to have my little um granny flight out the back for the weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the, uh, the auntie, like the cool auntie that yeah. just brings your kids like candy. The sugar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I can imagine. Yeah. Gonna, my kids are going to have lots of aunties like that. <laughs> it's not going to be very good. <laughs> They'll uh, love it though. Yeah. So I guess future career, career-wise. Career. Do you know, I've been asked this question so much lately and I don't, for the first time I don't know the answer and for the first time I'm actually okay. Well, I'm I've okay. got a big smile on my face because <laughs> I know what this means for her. But this is just going to be a big milestone for you because you'll start to navigate yeah. a different way of working. Yeah, and I think like, like I know I don't I know what industry I want to be in. Obviously, like I know broadly 
I just want to be doing good in the industry, you know, for our growers, for the next generation, whatever that looks like. I don't, I don't know. And I'm okay with that. Like, I love what I do now and it's just about challenging myself. And I think the day that I'm not feeling challenged is the day that I need to, you know, really think about what the next step's going to look like. But I think for now I'm happy cruising along and the longer I'm in industry, the more I just realize how big it is. And there is, there's just no way I could sit here and say what I want to do Yeah, because there's just so much on offer. Um, And so, yeah, what's in the future? Figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the best way to be. Like I think everyone always thinks that it's one straight line and I know, same for me, I know that this industry is where I want to be. It's what we're so passionate about. I know for me, my agency is just growing like great guns that – I feel like we'll be listening to this in a year's time doing our You'll be like, oh, what babies. Yeah. <laughs> like two years' time doing our 200th episode. I think my agency will probably have, you know, a few people working in it alongside me. I see it definitely growing in the next, you know, 12, 18 months. I think mm. the way in which it's going to grow will be very unique to a lot of other places in the space. But I'm really serious about things like um, – culture within a team and you know giving employees the best outcomes yeah so I'm very careful about the approach and how I create that um and yeah watch your space I think five years time farming is definitely something that I will be back involved with I just know in my heart um in what way that looks like yeah is to be get to be determined but yeah I think that's where we're at for now um yeah yeah and potentially some future study and yeah we'll see yeah exciting just figuring it out as yeah, we go we are yeah and do you have another one are you okay personal career <clears throat> no I mean yeah I'm probably it's similar to you along study as well like again what that looks like don't know <laughs> uh, do you know how cool is it we live in 2021 where like you know, there is no clear career trajectory anymore. Well, I mean, five years ago, actually, 2018, 2019, what are we, 2021? Yeah. So, 2018, I wonder, um, Callum Wesley, shout him out. (laughs) I'm actually, I owe him a lot. I I owe him a lot because I went to the Ag Connect event in January 2018 and I told him exactly what I wanted to do. And he was the only person who, back five years ago, who didn't look at me sideways at what I was trying to achieve. And, like, he's a good friend of mine now. I still speak to him a lot. And, yeah, he's always giving me opportunities. He's also been a podcast guest, guys. He's doing brilliant stuff. So go and listen to that episode. Um, Hmm. But, like, without people like him along the way, like, I wouldn't have got here. But also five years ago, no one thought what I was doing was anything serious. Well, now I'm the hot ticket. Everyone wants to be involved with what we're doing. They want to be podcasting. They want to be on social media. They want to be digital. Five years ago, no one wanted a bar of it. Hmm. So, you know, the job that we will be doing in five years is not even fully created yet. No, we haven't conceptualised it no. in our heads yet. Yeah. So there'll be another digital platform. There'll be another way of c- consuming content and we haven't yeah. even got there yet. I know. Outrageous. Outrageous. Any final words before? Uh, look. To our guests. Yeah. Because yeah. they've all taken an hour, an hour and a half out of their time. Yeah. You guys all rock. They all rock. And, you know... <laughs> We get on the mics every week to record with people, but I think we're sitting here for the first time being super raw and honest and candid on the microphones about ourselves. And so every single guest who has done that, all 100 of them, um, 
thank you. Thank you for believing in us enough to say yes, for um, trusting us with your story and opening yourselves up to what can sometimes be quite a, a large platform if you're not been on social media like this before or been on a podcast or been on the radio or anything like that like jumping on the microphones and opening yourself up to criticism is scary and so I just would like to honor that in every single one of our guests that we've had on the podcast and I just did want to touch about this guys like um I think we've talked about it in the past before but we have people on to talk about their stories like we don't we're not here to pick a side have an agenda to set a tone or you know that's not that's not what we're here to do we just want to give people a safe space to talk about what they believe in and what they're passionate about in this industry and there will be episodes that we don't agree and that is okay and there are episodes where you might not have agreed and that is okay because that is the beauty of working in such a huge vibrant industry is that there are so many different people and so many different opinions and I think I'm so grateful that we've been able to have this space to open our own minds up you know yeah chatting to all these people with such different ideas and perspectives like that has just grown my understanding of the industry so much and so I just want to say like if sometimes you listen to an episode that challenges you a bit good because yeah. I think that's what it's all about we need more differing opinions and we need people to actually say no and yes to yeah. different circumstances a hundred percent yeah and you know if you ever get to the point and you feel like oh you know that episode was a bit um salesy let us know because that's net that is the furthest thing from what we ever want a podcast episode to be mm-hmm. it just it has to be about the stories for us at the end of the day because the stories are the most important thing and that's yep. how we connect yep that's it thanks guys we just appreciate Woo. you all <laughs> yeah no and yeah to the listeners I don't I don't, truly there's no words like I don't know what how to nicely wrap up how grateful we are for all however many yeah. of you there are Yeah do you know what's now? so cool every time we go to an event or somewhere now somebody will always come up there'll be someone who's listened to an episode and we appreciate like if you ever see us anywhere and you listen to the episode please please come and say hello we're very friendly and for us it's always a pinch me moment and we appreciate you all so much you just make our day yeah 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 that's it 100 episodes over and out we're done okay (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this episode of generation ag we hope you loved it if you did don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.